The All Local on KNX News 97.1 FM. A Lancaster woman and her boyfriend have been found guilty of murder and torture in the death of 10-year-old Anthony Avalos. Let's go live now to Margaret Carrero at the criminal courthouse in downtown L.A. The decision handed down today by Judge Sam Oda was 52 pages long when it comes to Anthony's mother, Heather Barron, he said. Even if Defendant Barron was influenced by fear of Defendant Leva, which caused her to not protect Anthony in the apartment, at the point she knew Anthony was on the verge of death in the hospital and Defendant Leva did not have immediate access to hurting her, most, if not all, reasonable parents under those circumstances would choose the life of the child as paramount and would have told the medical staff the truth to try and save her child. This did not happen. After the verdicts, one of Anthony's aunts was among those to speak. I feel relief that they will finally pay for what they did, but we will forever have to carry this this pain in our heart. While he respects Jug- Judge Oda's ruling, Daniel Nardoni, a defense attorney for Kareem Leva, said... To be honest with you, we were trying to get a second-degree murder out of this. That was our strategy. I'm a little disappointed that the special circumstance was found to be true. And that special circumstance is murder by torture. Both Leva and Barron face life in prison without the possibility of parole when they're sentenced next month. Attorneys for Barron did not address the media. One of them has not yet responded to our request for comment. Rob, Karen. Thank you. San Bernardino County officials defending their recovery efforts in the mountains. Pete Demetrio reports. Anecdotal reports of people dying in snowed-in cabins are simply not true, according to San Bernardino County Sheriff Shannon Dykus. One death, he said, was due to a traffic accident related to snow. As for others that were reported in the region? Part of this spun out very early on because mortuaries weren't able to respond to a couple of hospice deaths. And it took us a couple of days to get up there and to help clear those bodies. But there is no incidence of mass numbers of deceased persons up in our mountains right now that we're aware of. At present, Sheriff Dykus says the majority of relief effort is being done by personnel from San Bernardino County, even though there have been offers of mutual aid from other areas. We just don't need that help right now in terms of getting it up there in reference to access. Remember, we're still working with utility companies and uh, blocking those roads off and getting all of our fire personnel in and out there. And all of our volunteers are handling these calls. Dykus says while there have been social media posts and complaints about recovery efforts, he says they don't take into account the limited space and routes that recovery forces have to take to get up to the affected areas or of the progress that's already been made in repopulating the area and providing resources to those who need it. I'm Pete Demetri. Trio, KNX News 97.1 FM. The LAPD got a lot of tough questions today and pushback from some city lawmakers on the question of accepting the gift of a very expensive SWAT robot dog. Our Craig Figner has the story. During public comment here at L.A. City Hall, nobody spoke out in favor of L.A. SWAT having a robot dog. This has to stop now. No more technology for these stupid cops. Thank you. This is said to be an almost $300,000 donation from the L.A. Police Foundation, which fundraises from real estate developers that eventually becomes permanent. It's a military-grade device, and that alarmed some council members. Here's Ulysses Hernandez. As someone who has had loved ones been impacted by the criminal justice system, having a robot dog, just having it around is traumatic, is intimidating. Ultimately, Council President Paul Krikorian decided the issue too contentious, too complicated to decide today. They'll research and vote May 5th 
at L.A. City Hall. I'm Craig Figner, KNX News 97.1 FM. L.A. County Board of Supervisors approved a series of moves to increase diversity in the fire department, particularly for women and people of color. The department will have to work with the firefighters union to adopt different written exams for firefighters and paramedics based on equity research. The fire chief also instructed to improve recruitment and mentor programs. Supervisor Holly Mitchell co-authored the package. Sadly, too many underrepresented firefighters have had to think twice about whether or not to recommend fire service to their own children. Wondering if they should expose their kids to both an environment where they have to fight fires and fight the right to feel like a true full member of the fire service every day. The fire department also has been directed to create a committee comprised of underrepresented groups. And the L.A. Clippers celebrate a big construction milestone at the Intuit Dome. Our Natalie Tavidian reports from Inglewood. Clippers owner Steve Ballmer is fired up about a lot of features as they raise the final steel beam into Intuit Dome ceiling. First of all, the bowl you're sitting in, and we're not finished, things don't come down, will be amongst the two tightest bowls in the NBA, meaning feeling like people are close to the action. We have the wall, which is behind us, 51 straight rows, steep as hell. No suites, only Clipper fans allowed, standing room only section in the middle. 3,000 people have worked on this project so far. They've been paid $10 million in wages to workers, many from Inglewood and the surrounding areas. The Clippers' new arena, Intuit Dome, scheduled to open in fall of next year. In Inglewood, I'm Natalie Tavidian, KNX News 97.1 FM. The KNX All Local is updated multiple times a day. But for the latest news and traffic, listen to KNX anytime on Alexa. By saying, hey Alexa, play KNX News. You can listen on the Odyssey app, available on Android, Apple, or wherever you download your apps and on our website at knxnews.com.